what you cooking? SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decide to hit that play button or turn on that radio dial. I really appreciate it, y'all. I have, as my first guest of the evening, my teammate, our selection in the draft, which we are so happy that fell to us, Mr. Bernard Smith. How you doing, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. How you doing tonight? Absolutely wonderful, man. I'm glad to have you on. I love to have my 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 guys on every time I can, you know? Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Yes, it has, but it will not be the last time. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> so how was your day? Oh, um, it was all right. It was all right. Busy? crazy today. Yeah, I feel you. I feel One you. Day, I got two days off, so I figured I can rest today, kick back, get my work done, and then keep it moving. Brother, I understand. You got to make sure you're taking care of yourself, too. Right. Right. But for those that do not know who you are, because I you know I do my interviews with everybody, but for those that don't know you, please introduce yourself to everybody and just tell us your name, your age, your hometown, some interesting facts about yourself, and your favorite NFL team. Don't say Green Bay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So definitely, my name is Bernard Smith. That's actually my middle name, to be completely honest. So my first name is Milton Bernard Smith, and then the fourth, um, that's my full name. Um, I'm from New York, resided in Long Island. My favorite team, of course, is going to be the Giants. So I'll say that. But outside of that, SFL, man, this is probably one of the, the craziest most realistic but the fun the like the best experiences i've had outside of playing actual football you know you know in high school and then playing in college and things of that nature so i love the league definitely love being here all right cool cool what's the interesting facts about yourself oh definitely so i mean outside of the sfl what i love doing i make music um so i try to I make beats, I should say. So not necessarily making music. I'm not rapping or anything like that, but I make I make beats. Um, so if I'm not here or doing schoolwork or anything like that, most of the time I find myself on my laptop making music. Oh, man, that's great. I, w- I would love to use some of your beats if you ever have something. You know, I have a podcast. I will use it. I, will I got you. Definitely, definitely. I'll send you something. <laughs> All right, cool. As a matter of fact, if you want to send it for this episode, we can do that. I got you. I got you. I don't have nothing ready just yet, but I'll send something for you soon. All right, cool. I love it. So you didn't lose that you played sports. Yes. So what was your position? Well, sports did you play? Then what position did you play? Um, Actually, I played football and ran track. Uh, as far as uh, uh, football is concerned, I actually played linebacker first. And this was before we actually hit the field. This was in high school. Um linebacker first and then we had like a practice and then they put me at kick return i don't remember what happened somebody didn't show up or something they put me at kick return i ran it like 66 65 yards or something like that and they were like oh so then i played running back for the rest of my career (laughs) until um i got to uh, college and things like that i played running back so i always wanted to i started with defense because that's what i wanted to play but you know 
things took me to the other side of the ball. So that's why I created, you know, my defensive play over here. Man, we're glad to have you. We're going to get into that in a second. Exactly. But um, tell me, how did you find out about the SFL in the first place? Um, it's kind of a funny story, too. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, um, Nelson, uh, the GM of the, the Portland fleet, he was, like, really, really hype about it when he became the GM and all this stuff. And then he was, like, showing me these videos and he was showing me the game. He was like, oh, yeah, they use, like, the, the uh, 2K8. I was like, bro, what are you what are you going through right now? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing with this old game? You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was kind of funny because he was showing me the videos. I've never seen it before. So I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Um, and then, like... Another a couple of few more times, like we'd be at work and I'd see him in like like heated conversations over over like things that are going on in this league. And I'm like, yo, what are you go like what are you are you serious right now? <laughs> are things really that heated? Um, you know, and then um things went further in and then he had his the the uh, draft from last season. Um I know he had he had one of the first round picks. I think he picked up like I think it was Bernard. Patterson or something like mm -hmm. that. He picked up uh, picked up a defensive lineman, but I watched the whole the presentation of the draft is what I sit I sat there and I watched the draft and I was like at for for a minute I zoned out because I thought I was like watching something off of ESPN like it was so realistic how you have the commentators you have everybody speaking about um like what they what their thoughts are where they feel the next person is gonna draft how they feel this is gonna be that wasn't supposed to be the, the pick for them, all this crazy stuff. And I was just like, whoa, this is actually a lot more extensive than I thought. Right. <laughs> you know, so then I start doing a little bit more research and I'm looking at, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Wait, they have live commentators on every game? Yup. okay, what? So you start doing a little bit more research and seeing how much is actually put into it. And that's what, that's what drew me in. And that was it after that. Yeah, and how long have you known Nelson? um for about four years now okay all right cool nelson is a very good dude man i really like him um he's always been a very kind soul to me you know even the first time we was on the show together um you know he had a lot of positive things to say and a lot of positive encouragement and he always told me that i was kind of the inspiration for his show and everything yeah. so yeah he that's a very good dude man um that's my message speaking of which well, I'm gonna get into that a little bit later. I'm kind of bouncing around. How did it feel to be picked up by the Memphis River Runners in your SFLM career? That that was uh, like one. I really like the fact that they there was never a, the we were the first River Runners. Mm -hmm. So that was one of my favorite things about it. But then on top of that, just like when you create your player and you're waiting for that that gray area from when the season starts and you're not on a team you don't really know what's happening like mm -hmm. you're sitting there questioning like what am i doing that's when you start getting those thoughts back like what am i doing again you know and things like that so when i finally got picked up by a team like i was i was locked in like, i was it was like me and i think it was like three other players i think one of the running backs we lost but um joseph green was the other running uh the quarterback that was in the uh locker room with me when we first got picked up by Memphis and I know like as soon as I started talking in the locker room I was like look I don't know what what we're doing and what we're supposed to be doing but we're gonna be the best team <laughs> as soon as we get some more information we're gonna be the best team out you know so that was my only concern and you know we started getting more people in you know of course you start speaking to more people and things of that nature but I think definitely 
once you get picked up by a team, that's when it starts. Everything starts becoming more uh, realistic. You know, the wheels start turning and then, you know, <laughs> you start seeing more teammates drop into the locker room. You get mm-hmm. in that locker room experience and things like that. That's probably the best part. Building the relationship with everybody that comes into the rock- locker room throughout then. So what was that like for you? Like, what was the locker room of Memphis like? Because I know you had Tyler Falk in there, a.k.a. Mike Ryan. Tyler um, actually came in a little bit on the latter half of, you know, right before we started the season. Um, and then he he hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, as soon as he got in the league, he was not playing any games. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody that was in there, Jason France, um, I believe one of the teams got broken up. And then we got uh, OJ Bruin over there. Um, we had Michael Hammer, my man Maverick on defense, Alden Bleeker. I mean, all of us, we, we, I loved our locker room because throughout the week we were always communicating. We may not say everything like every day, but when it came down to game time, like we were all in the locker room. Um, it was fun. And then it was really, I was excited because we had more coaches on the staff than we had players at first. And almost every coach was from Jacksonville. So I was like, oh, they're all on the same team. So they, there's no way that there's no mesh <laughs> not <laughs> happening behind the scene that we don't know about. So there's nothing nothing but good things from here. Okay. And looking at your stats, hey, you know, Dad, you're busy. You know, 44 tackles, 18 assists. You had an interception in there, tackle for loss. So how? what was the inspiration in building your player? Was it? that the only position that was available at the time or did you just want to go ahead and stick with that defensive um, position? Brian Dawkins. He's he was always my favorite player. Like whenever I watched football when I was growing up, like watching him play from that free safety spot, he was one of the best, best safeties that I, I loved watching. So like, that was my main motivation making the free safety to be completely honest. Because um, I thought about linebacker at first, and I was like, I do want to play on defense, but like, I, I was like, nah, I'm gonna make a safety. Mm-hmm. That was my main motivation for that. Okay, did the coaches help you with their progressions, or did y'all kind of do it on yourself by yourself? So Nelson pointed me in the right. Nelson, of course, I, I reached out to Nelson first, so he he pointed me in the right direction at first, of like build player size, um, you know how how it correlates to the field and things like that. And then later on, after, like, I, you know, locked in on my player size and, uh, you know, weight and height and things of that nature, then I started to uh, – I would reach out to other free safeties that were already in the SFL, like, just, just random. Like, I know I hit up Rochelle Colston. I went into Gen Chat one time. I don't, I don't rarely go into Gen Chat when I was in SFLM, and I said, <laughs> who's the best free safety? <laughs> and I just waited for a response. And then the Rochelle Colson was the first name that popped up. And I went straight to her DM and I was like, listen, what do I need to do as far as progression is concerned, you know, moving forward? And then, you know, every once in a blue moon, I would do that again. You know, who's the who's the best free safety that's out? You every once in a blue moon you get different answers and things like that. So I would start um, you know, I'll reach out, just see how they progress and things of that nature. And then um mainly main thing that I learned from everybody was more so not just your build, but uh, it was more, they always told me to communicate. So that's why I just asked more questions. Figured the more you learn after that, looking at the stats, you can kind of see how the stats correlate on your gameplay. You get like four games into the season, you see how it affects. So you know what you want to change at that point. So then you can kind of like touch base with your coaches and see what you want to do from there to kind of tweak it. 
Okay. Now, fast forward to this draft. And I know you said that, you know, you kind of fell in love with the SFL watching last season's drafts. So how did it feel, man, to actually be in the draft and hear your name called? Because everybody was asking me on the draft panel at night, hey, Ashley, who you getting? Like, man, y'all going to have to find out, you know? As long as he falls too, you're going to find out, you know? I'm going to be – I wish – I wish I would have driven home so I could have been on the video. Um, that's the that's the only regret that I have. I thought that I wasn't going to have enough time when mm -hmm. I got out of work. So I was like, I'm just going to sit here and watch it. So I sat in the office. Like, I clocked out. I sat in the office, got on the <laughs> Wi-Fi. I had it on my phone. And then I was like, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Then I asked one of my boys. I was like, yo, I need your phone. Just <laughs> if I get called, I need to make sure I can still watch the video. It's like, let me get your phone. So I'm on two phones, sitting there watching it. One, one's muted and things like that. So, But it was, it, was, it was everything that I expected. You know, like the, the anticipation when the draft actually starts, you know, watching – because this time, when I watched the draft the first time, it's from the outside looking in. Right. I don't know any of these players. I don't know anybody except for Nelson. So I'm watching his pick. You know what I mean? Now I'm watching all the players that I've been speaking to in the SFLM general get picked. You know, all the people that I've been playing against all season and things of that nature. So it was a completely different experience because I, I watched every – Every night, all the way through, even like the third round, I watched every DC pick throughout that, throughout that <laughs> last round. I know a lot of people probably tuned out and was like, I'll just read it later on. But like I, I watched every round, you know, because I was so curious to see, you know, what kind of roster they were going to build and things of that nature. So it was it was really cool. And I know Nelson, you know, was your boy. How if if. How likely would it have been if we didn't get you? How likely would it have been you would have been in Portland? Uh, to be completely honest, just the – I don't know. Yeah. I can answer that question, to be honest. It could it, – it, I don't know. And it's all a matter of, you know, the where the team – what the team needs at the point in time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, mm -hmm. the, the safety position wasn't top priority for Nelson for at that point in time. You know what I mean? So – you know, you, I, I don't know. <laughs> i tell you what, man. After that interview that, um, you know, we always have rooms where we go with all the rookies. And, you know, as soon as we were finished with your interview, Eddie was like, man, Ash, I really want Bernard Smith. I was like, okay, but you see his stats, man. You know, if he falls to us, that would be awesome. But, like, I would like to have him too, you know. And it was like. Man, and then when you actually was still on the board with yeah. our pick, we was like, yes, inside I was just leaping because I know, like, you're going to be that that um, that necessary player that we need to kind of, A, spice up the locker room and everything like that, and B, make an impact on the field. Yeah. So that was a, one of the reasons why we definitely chose you, man, because yeah, – I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, you – You say so you see the practices. You see how the yeah. practice is going. Yeah, um, I, that, that's, that's like the most exciting thing, honestly, just seeing seeing the progress, seeing all the work. I can't wait till the 23rd. I want to see what we do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we, man, we're so glad that you have you guys with us, man. And um, so where, do you have any plans on um, maybe – being involved in the league in a different aspect. So like beat writing, did you want to maybe do stats? Did you? Wanna... I honestly, I never thought about, you know, implementing any beats 
onto anything here. You know, I, that was never a thought in my mind. So I never, you you were actually the first person that actually made me think about that. So that, that actually is something to think about, you know, with high, behind highlight videos, things of that nature. Like that opens up a whole new aspect, you know, of things. So definitely that. I think um, right now, because I just, I just started school again. So I'm taking classes. Mm -hmm. So the, the free time that I had prior to, I don't have as much as I had before, you gotcha. know, so I'm looking into more, it'll probably be more of like the graphics and then continuing with the shows, like with Nelson and things of that nature. Those will probably be the most that I'm doing at this time until, you know, I have my breaks in between classes. Then I have some more free time that I can sit back and do other things. Oh yeah. That's understandable. That's understandable. And so how did that, how did you get onto Nelson's show anyway? Was it because you guys are cool or was so, he not just it's kind of funny because he, he told me about his podcast and the same situation. I went, I can't, I always go at him. I make jokes. I'm like, bro, how are you doing two hour shows by yourself, man? <laughs> he was on like episode 15, I think. And I was like, bro, how are you doing this? And I listened to one of the shows and it's like, it just sounds like it's amazing because he was going through, it was a lot of information and things like that. But two hours strong by yourself is a lot. You know, and I said to him, I was like, yo, do you have, what, what are your, do you have plans? Like, do you have plans on bringing people on? Like, what do you, what do you plan on doing? Like, I got to do something. Let me help you out with something. Let me try to get something on there. You know, cause it wasn't even, wasn't even like I, I joined the SFL saying like, I want to get my own podcast. I never mm -hmm. had that thought, you know, in my mind. But when I saw, um, you know, like him doing that for two hours straight, I was like, I could definitely look, look. <laughs> what information can I give so that way well, you don't have to do it, you know? And that's when I started doing the SFLM recaps, you know, um, mm -hmm. to try to, you know, free up some space then he can prepare a little bit better and then get his interview set up for the rest of the show and things of that nature. So um, that was the main thing. I listened to like one too many of him by himself. And I was like, listen, man, <laughs> we got to do something. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it can be a daunting task at times and it does help to have people, um, to help you out when they can. Um, I was often asked about that too, you know, as far as like, would you ever have somebody on and things like that? But, and I, I think um, Bo asked me last episode, would I do something like that? And I was like, I mean, I have some guests, some guest hosts on, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I recognize that people do have lives and I, I'm kind of a night owl. So normally when I'm putting together, show and things like that that's like late at night and most people yeah. aren't really up like that with me so that's kind of like why i kind of post you know save all my edits because it takes me anywhere from an hour to about three hours depending on how much information it is just to edit um yeah. the easy part is doing what me and you doing right now this is easy got you yeah you know? just the conversation now. I've yes that. yes and then because exactly. exactly and then because nelson and dave are doing theirs live even um tyler it does, it does free up a lot of time for you, mm -hmm. you know, um, but everybody has a different style. Everybody has a different flair of doing things. And so yeah. that's good that you stepped up and you helped your boy out like that. You exactly. know? I try to, if I can, I will. And I, oh yeah. my goodness, hold on. Max, I don't want no problems, man. I didn't forget about you. I'm over here talking <laughs> about all my people in Memphis. Max came with me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really happy right? about that. So, Max, <laughs> definitely, I didn't forget about you, man. <laughs> Max Knight. That's right. You know, That's we had to have guy. you guys. It was, it was, it was dope. But um, 
So tell me, what do you, where do you find yourself in one year's time? Normally I do about five years um, in life and in the SFL. One year's time. One year. I guess this is a perfect time to ask that, right? We just started the new year, right? So right. what are we going to do with this year? Uh, no, definitely. One, I want to be able to, where I am as far as the music making is concerned, I want to be, by next year's time, I want to be able to come on. If you were to ask me to make a beat for a show, I could bust one out in like 10 minutes. And I want to be able to get to that status. And I, that's what I'm progressing for right now. Um, to be able to master the program that I use, Fruity Loops. Um, as far as that, you know, completing this class and working on the next one. As far as the SFL this year, next by shoot. Two I'm hoping that we're we're at the end of a, a, a playoff run. You know, looking at that, that's that's going to be especially with two seasons we should definitely be looking at the end of a playoff run and one of the two if not both um all i can do is just try to put myself in the best position to get arizona in a winning spot i i can't i can always make my stats look good but as far as as long as it correlates for the team then we're gravy i want to make sure that the scheme that we can run i always fit into it so that way we put you and the rest of the offense in the best position that we have, you know? Definitely, definitely. And I know Eddie and um, Larry and all of them, they're doing their, their darnest to make sure that we're in, um, in playoff contention. I think we have what it takes to be a championship in, in the running for the championship. I don't, think, I don't think Cam put Arizona in that, in that division for no reason. Right. I don't think he did it for no reason. Everybody else thinks so, but they'll see. Yeah, who's who are you? Who are you most looking forward to playing this season? You know, I was just asked that the other day too, and I, I personally like I want to see how we this this game on the twenty third. Yeah, Baltimore. Who, who, who better than the champs, right? They they took everybody all the way down to the end and they won the game. So as far as I'm concerned, Baltimore is who I want to see who we contend against. Beat the best. You gotta beat the best to be the best. So I feel you. All right, man. I thank you so much for being on the show. And please feel free to come back anytime you want to, Bernard. When if you got some free time on your hands, you know I'd love to have you, brother. Um, I cannot let you go without giving you the last word. Though. So that can be a song, that can be a point, or a simple shout out. Right now, the floor is yours. So, real quick, I do have to ask, right? Oh, that's right. You can ask me any question that you want. I meant to do that before that. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> So, you've been with Arizona for how long? Uh, this is going on my third season with them. Third season. Mm-hmm. What is your projection going forward? Just for just just a rough estimate, wins, losses. What kind of record do you see your team going? Our team going? I can say I can see us going like about eight and four. Because I know we're not going to win every game, but realistically, um, I'm thinking eight and four, definitely playoffs, deep in the playoffs, if not the championship. Let's get it. Just so I see the reason why I asked, because you've already been on the team. So you can you can kind of give an opinion off of 
the additions to the team and what's going to happen going forward. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to have, you know, different play calling and things of that nature because things have to evolve. But the reason why I ask because you, you have already been on the squad. You know, I can always look from the outside looking in. But I'm not going to lie, it's going to take some time for me to watch four seasons or five seasons back. So I probably I probably won't be watching every game from every season, but I definitely will look at the stats and I I, I vigorously watch every other free safety and watch how they move. And that's another reason why I'm looking looking forward to that Baltimore game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And as, far as shout outs are concerned, shout mm-hmm. out to the Memphis squad, always. Shout out to A Z. Always. <laughs> My man, Nelson, thank you for bringing me to the league. I appreciate you. Mr. Gill, we'll see what you do in D.C. And that's about it. All right, cool. Did you have any more questions for me? Because I, I definitely meant to ask you that before. we. No, went. that was that question that I asked you. Honestly, I was it's been in the back of my head the whole time. So that's why yeah. I made sure that I got that. <laughs> that was the only question that I had, to be completely honest. All right, cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you have to go get care for Nelson's show. Tell him I said what's up and I will be listening. I will. I will. All right, brother. Thank you for being on. All right. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. All right, everybody. And we are back with the Bonnie and Clyde of the SFL. I have Mr. and Mrs. Kendra and Nate Hall. How y'all doing? Doing good. 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 I'm so glad that y'all decided to join me. And I know it's it's kind of late and everything, and I really appreciate your time. You know, it means a lot. Yeah, we do what we can. Ah, oh, you know. That's what we've done before uh, Dave access. Right. Ah, that's right. See, you don't <laughs> All right. So, Kendra, you have graced my show with your presence once before and gave us um, a beautiful overview of yourself. But, Nate, this is your first time here, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, I worked out. Good. I'm here, That's all that counts. That's right. That's right. So, tell us about yourself, man. Give us your um, name, your age, hometown. Some interesting facts and your favorite NFL team. Well, my name's Nate Hall. Uh, I'm with Vancouver. Um, 37 years old, uh, hometown Wright Pat Air Force Base, Ohio. Of course, married to this lovely lady right here, Kendra. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just enjoying the SFL and, and having a blast. You got some interesting facts about yourself? Uh, yeah, I was in the Army and National Guard for six years. Um, have two kids. Uh, one is 15 and one is 11. Uh, oldest is a girl, the youngest is a boy. Uh, and just, I was, I was in the service from 11 to 17. And ever since then, I've been working for the government and going to school. All right, cool, man. Thank you for your service. And hopefully you can get the girls to join the team too. Then they, you know, y'all have almost the whole family, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And um, did you give me your favorite NFL team? Favorite NFL team is Cincinnati. I know they haven't been doing that, or they didn't do that great this season with the injury to Burrow and, and uh, everything that happened with that. But hey, we're on the upswing. Looking forward to the next season. Hey, I understand. 
you saw how the Bears game went, so you know. <laughs> so, you know, got some learning to do. But all right, Kendra, my love, how are you, honey? I'm good. All right, so you know it's some. It's not that important to be on your shows. Oh come on now, come on! You were the first one on here. You're the first woman on here. So I've been trying to get the ladies to come on here forever, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know about this." And here you come, just you know, breaking barriers. Speaking of which, you had a pretty good season over there in Atlanta this season. I did. I was blessed to have that opportunity with Atlanta. Um, I still talk to uh, Williams over there. Um, so it was, it, they're still my family. I still chat with them. Um, and it was, I had a good season over there and I couldn't be more prouder than what Alana did with me. And, um, it was sad to leave, but I wanted to at least dip my feet in somewhere else as well, just to kind of feel. And like I told Andy, when I first done this, it's, it's just trying to get my feeling on where I belong, um, where I can strive better or. You always can do things better and other opportunities, but by all means, Alana was amazing to me and I cannot say how much I appreciate what they did, but I just wanted to flap my wings somewhere else, so. Yeah, I mean, I understand. You know, they are a group, good group of guys over there. You know, it's a hometown team too. So, you know, I was rooting for you over there. And I rarely ever go against Atlanta whenever they're, unless they're playing us, then, you know. Yes. I lose everything. <laughs> I see that you had 18 receptions for 251 yards, a touchdown during the regular season. You got a chance to actually make a playoff stint. 11 receptions in that game, um, 176 yards, two touchdowns, girl. How did it feel to make those touchdowns? I mean, I didn't have Starbucks moment, so that was good. Wow. That was good in that game. I didn't have Starbucks. That was my mindset every time we had a game. I'm like, no more Starbucks today. Like, do not do this. Cause that was, that still haunts me of me running the other way. And I'm like, really? <sighs> so we didn't have Starbucks moment in that game. So I got two touchdowns cause I was completely focused in the game and not Starbucks. So we're good on that one. There you go. Cause you understand that you can have as much Starbucks as you want after the game. I, yes. Girl, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Nate, um, I was looking on the website and I didn't see, you know, your stats for uh, Vancouver. So what's going on with that? Uh, the first season with Vancouver, I was actually on the O-line. I played right tackle uh, for the O-line the first season. Uh, that's what they actually drafted me at um, after my one season in Madison for the minor league. So, uh, but yeah, that's why I have no stats, but I, I say that all the stats belong to, you know, blocking for Pepper and, and giving running lanes to Redford all day. So that's my, that's my, um, that was my motivation throughout the season last year. And that you did. I mean, you guys went very far in the playoffs, you know, um, Tom, I mean, oh, geez, I'm going to say the wrong name, <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> Pepper had a fantastic season, you know, and and those blocks do matter, Manny. So for anybody that's on the O-line, please don't be discouraged because you are definitely making an impact with what you do. Um, so tell me about Madison. How was it over there, like, being in Madison? Madison was awesome. They had an awesome locker room, Coach DeMora and, and uh, 
Jacob Clear and, and all the other assistants over there, uh, Jalen Swift, and not just a few. Uh, of course, Otis Boudreaux, he, he was our scout and kicker for that team. Uh, so big shout out to him. Um, but it's just a, a locker room that really felt like a family. And, and uh, of course, that season we, we won the minor league uh, championship for the first inaugural season for the minor league. Um, I played free safety for them. Uh, didn't do so well in the first half of the season. Um, for anybody that, that doesn't know or hasn't seen it, I do have a, a video clip highlight package that Otis created for me towards the end of the season of, of plays that I made throughout the season. And uh, I, I really started to come on in the free safety position right around playoff, like last regular season game and playoff time uh, is when I started to get some pass breakups and a couple of interceptions. So, uh, but yeah, had a lot of fun minors and, and uh, you know, uh, Andy uh, had me at O-line when he uh, drafted me. Uh, he said, hey dude, look, it's only for one season. We'll see how it works out and maybe we'll be afterwards. All right. So, now, both of you wind up on the same team on Vancouver. Yes. How did that conversation go first off? And how do you feel about being together? Uh, I feel amazing about being together on Vancouver. I, I'll let her speak for herself. <laughs> uh -oh. I mean, but you're the one who started the conversation. Yeah, so I, you I have did. to explain that. So, so I did. Um, yeah, well, as Andy and I both, really. Um, Andy helped a lot in being instrumental, along with Coco, uh, Michael Coco, uh, the owner for, for Vancouver. Between the three of us, you know, Andy's always wanted Kendra on our team, and, you know, sooner the better. Uh, he just really liked the idea of getting us on the same team because he knows what potential she has. He saw it for himself, you know, that, that playoff game that we played against her. Um, I think that's what really started him wanting, really wanting to go after her in free agency, is seeing what big impact she can have both on and off the field. She's active in all the chats and all the shows. Uh, to have that, you know, um, active member of our locker room that can bring so much to the table for our team. Uh, he he really saw that in her. So him and I really got to talking after that uh, at Louisiana loss uh, in that second week of the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we didn't really make anything official, of course, because we weren't allowed to yet, but we really started talking about the potential that was there to, to maybe bring her over for us uh, to Vancouver. And I, I really, I just, you know, I wasn't really aggressive about, she thinks I was aggressive when I was trying to get her on Vancouver. I, I just, I, she will say, or agree, I hope, that the whole time I was saying, you know, this is what was happening with Atlanta. This is what could be if you went to Vancouver. But at the end of the day, it is your choice if you want to stay or go. And Andy and I both understood that. Like we we told her, we said, hey, look, this is your choice. This is your career that you're making decisions for. Um, 
one way or the other, whichever way you choose, we support you, but but we just want you to know where we're standing and what we see about what's going on with you in your career. Oh, Kendra? I mean, at first, it, it seemed a bit over the top. Um, there was multiple, there was a few reasons why I didn't want to go to Vancouver. Um, one in particular, the spot I was feeling. I just did not feel like I could stand up to that standard. Um, and I get that my stats look great, but it was just the way we had lost that position and then me being that replacement in that position. I just, I don't know. I was, I was having a little difficulties getting over that hump. Um, everything else was good, but I was just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about filling in that position. Obviously, I'm not going to replace that individual, but it was just that feeling of, okay, now I have his spot and I don't know if I can do as good as he did. And so it, it was a little personal to me where I was like, I don't know if I can sit in this position and like, just i don't know i just was it was a bit odd and so i was very standoffish a little bit on both of them i kind of shut discord down for a little bit because i was like i just need a break i need to think and then i had decided to go as a free safety and when i went free safety is when i realized like or not free safety free agent mm -hmm. And when I realized that um, everybody was messaging me and I was like, holy <laughs> And then I started like asking like, how does everybody know I'm like available? And so my discord just blew up and I was like, I don't know how to respond to people. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how they found out. And so I was trying to learn the like background area on how things are like progressed and like figured out and so I had found out that they stick you on a mass list and they're like oh here's available people and I was like oh so that's how everybody found out <laughs> so then I had to take a step back during like our trip like right before our trip and I shut discord down because I was like I'm getting blown up so much that I had so many messages I felt like I didn't even get to and I felt so bad and I was like, there's just a lot going on right now. And so we went on vacation. Um, I'd probably say the way down, I kind of started like minimizing my list of teams that have reached out. And then that's when I, um, when contracting signing started is when I decided, okay, this is, this is who I want to at least do this season with we'll see again at the end of the season i can't and like i told andy and i told nate i can't promise i still need to find where i belong i still need to find my home and even though we are a couple and we're on the same team there's always going to be competition it's never it's not like my team's gonna win and yours not it's gonna be i'm gonna do better stats than you are so there's always going to be that competition because i'm just very highly like I just compete a lot. And so it will never be, even though we're on the same team, like there won't be any competition because we will find ways to have competition. And he will definitely go down during that competition. Mm -hmm. so. Hey, AJ can come in here for a couple of things that she hit on. Sure. Uh, uh, she <laughs> had mentioned that she, she doesn't want to feel like, 
you know, his replacement. And, uh, you know, we all know who he is, you know, we don't need to dwell on that, but um, he, uh, Andy, I think Andy and Coco can agree with what I say here, but we never want her to feel like she is just a replacement for a position that we had open. Yes, we lost somebody in unfortunate circumstances, but we know that she's her own individual. We know that she's got her own contributions that she can bring to the table. Um, she's, you know, it's not going to be, she's his replacement. She's a player in and of herself. So she, you know, never feel like she's a replacement. She's just, she's there and we're happy that she's there. Uh, the other thing that I was going to touch on was <laughs> that was one of Dave Axis's biggest problems with her moving to Vancouver was uh, he, uh, when she was with Atlanta and, and of course I was over with Vancouver, um, he would always say, oh, it's Team Nate or Team Kendra. Uh, so when, when she moved over to Vancouver, he said, well, now I can't do the whole Team Nate and Team Kendrick anymore. So you guys just blew that out of the water and can't do that. So, but I said, look, I understand that you're frustrated, Dave, but you got to hear me out here. I said, you can still have your form of competition here because it's going to be team offense versus team defense. Because now that uh, uh, Vancouver has moved, moved me from uh, O-line right tackle over to the defensive side as a second strong safety, um, we can see, you know, who gets what stats each game on their respective sides of the ball. So, uh, of course, I'll be going for, I, I won't be, so Andy did tell me I won't be on, this, on the field as much this season because I'm still, this is my first season as strong safety. We've already got major key there. Uh, so I'll just be brought in for like nickel and dime package plays. Um, but further down the road, there will still be chances where, we'll see what stats we each get. Of course, her wide receiver with the catches and touchdowns and yards, and then also me with the tackles and, and, and pass deflections, what have you. And, you know, Kendra, I, I kind of want to double down on what Nate said as far as you being, feeling like you're a replacement for someone. My dear, you have so much talent on the field and you're well-loved, you know, in the league. And you shouldn't feel like you're just space filler by any means. Because you saw how much your DM blew. Heck, we came at yeah. you too. I wasn't sure if I was gonna retain, you know, I wasn't sure if I was gonna retain my, well, my wide receiver, uh, my third receiver, you know, yeah. but Jacob, you know, decided to stay. And I was just like, listen, if he decides to go, then I, I need Kendra on my team then, you know? So you, you offer so much more than just a player. And I think that's what most people, most teams look at, who you are behind the player. That's my job as why I do this podcast, to showcase who you are behind the player. Because we're all avatars in a sense, you know, mm -hmm. but when you come here, I can actually see the humanity. And when we were together, we had a fantastic time during our podcast. You called me, you check up on me. When my father was sick, you made sure you called me and you kept up with me. So that's valuable, that's important, you know? And I really appreciate your friendship, you know, just for that, you know? And I harassed AJ that week. Yeah. I was like, 
Hello, that's my call. <laughs> Someone text me. And then I was cleaning out my voicemail, and I had two voicemails for me. And I was like, whoopsie. I do have to say, yeah, football is just a game, but the bigger game is the game of life. And yeah. she brings that to the table every single day that she gets on Discord and checks up on people and, and talks to everybody. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you guys chose really good in each other. And even though you do have those moments in chat where I just see you guys going out, I, if I had some popcorn, I would swear I'll be eating because it it's just like that good, you know. Um, but you truly are a great duo together. And I think you guys are going to be doing fantastic. Um, do you have any expectations? What, like, what are your expectations this season as a wide receiver? And um, I know that you're not going to get that much playing time. And I want to know how you feel about that, Nate. But first, I'm going to start with Kendra. So, I mean, my expectations is the same as last year or last season. It was just getting a lot, like getting a good amount of ball time and being able to um, be open during the games and being on chat. And like my expectations for myself is always to be in chat during the games, um, keep up with like keeping the team up, even if we're down. I know when uh, we had your game, AJ, and we had that, where I was trying to hype people up and people were just nuking my comments. And it was just like, well, just keep doing it. Like there's nothing there. Your negative feedback is only going to reflect on you. That mirror is only on you, not everyone else. So I think my expectations isn't just for the team, but myself on just being there for everyone. Um, Cause we're going through some tough, tough times where not everybody's together um, Christmas around here was literally just us and the kids. My parents weren't together. We didn't get with his parents. We didn't get with any of our siblings, um, any of our cousins, aunts, uncles. So it was just kind of, it's just been isolated during these incidents or during this like situation with COVID and months and months of this isolation. So it's not only just making phone calls and text messages, but FaceTiming and just getting everybody's mood up during this time and being that support person for everyone. And I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't need support because I would be lying if I said that, but um, it's just being with each other. So my expectations, not really the football field, but myself on being there for more people, um, being that outlet to just kind of vent or talk or, check up on each other when things are tough and it's not i want everybody to know that it's not just you it's everyone um, i have a handful of people in sfl that i will say i love you too i will send happy like beautiful comments during like the day of you're so beautiful smile your smile is pretty like it just keeps everybody together because we all have to support each other. We can't always tear each other down. Um, Cause what it's just showing is you're down for the count and you're just tearing everyone else down to your level. That's very so, true. Just and we already have enough, we already have enough stuff to deal with. I mean, with the yeah. COVID, with other things going on. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you want to come to some place where it's, it's positive and mm -hmm. it's an escape from what you're going through. So I understand. And Nate, what about you? Uh, she didn't really give you the numbers, but I, um, I'll give you some numbers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, of course, my being my first season at the strong safety position, um, it, it's 
it's low expectations for me, uh, especially being a number two strong safety. Um, I would say maybe a pick or two towards the end of the season, most likely once I get some progression under me. Um, maybe 10 tackles, uh, 10 to 15 tackles, uh, and one or two pass deflections. Um, again, it's it's not a huge expectation, but I'm, I'm more like Kendra in the fact that it's not about the individual stats. It's about it's about the team effort, you know, making sure our team stays positive and does good um, and, and uh, helping the team win any any way possible, both on and off the field. OK, gotcha. And so I got two more questions for you. <clears throat> what why did you choose the positions that you chose? Um, because you could have came in at any other position. Why did you choose wide receiver and why did you choose ultimately to be a second strong safety? So how I chose my position is actually really unique. So I was before SFL, I was not really a football fan. I'm going to be honest. Every Sunday, the football games were on and I was sitting in the recliner going, why did I marry a man? <laughs> Because that's all we did on Sundays was football games. And I was like, someone help me. And so I just researched when he was like, you should join this. And I, and I downloaded Discord for like a month. Didn't sign up for anything. Wasn't really active. I was just kind of watching. And then I was like, I can't do this. So then I deleted it. And then about three months later, he's like, I thought you signed up for Discord. And I was like, wow, I downloaded it at least so and then I downloaded it again and decided just to jump into the water and figure this out somehow some way and so I started researching like players and I wanted to find the important player but not like the quarterback I was like no I don't need all that sunshine on me so I looked at the next position and it was like wide receiver was the most like popular on like being able to get more plays and all those stuff. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go wide receiver. Had no idea what they did. Had no idea what they were used for, what they do during games. I just kind of jumped, put wide receiver on my Discord and went with it. I really didn't look up anything else. I just, I was, I was very not knowledgeable in football. So when I got picked up on um, the Adams, I had no idea what to do. I was like, okay, well, we're gonna watch, well, like we're gonna prepare for this. And then I got picked up from Atlanta, like to Atlanta from the Adams without even playing any games. So then I was like, oh no. So I, I think I chatted either private or in the group chat. And I was like, here's the deal guys. I have no idea what we're doing. I have no idea what I do. So we're just gonna wing it because I have no idea. And someone explained to me what I do. And so I was very honest, like I have no idea about football. I don't even know. Cause I tell him all the time, I did color guard and winter guard in high school. And so we played at the halftime games. We were the like performers. And so mm -hmm. for the longest time, and this is gonna be so embarrassing. The longest time I could not figure out why the quarterback was called the quarterback. So I literally, my senior year of high school, I'm like this embarrassing person. And I'm like, I asked our high school quarterback, I'm like, do you carry a quarter around during oh, the football game? Like, I don't understand where your name comes from. And he goes, no. And I said, so why are you called that? He goes, 
just the title and I was like I always thought he had a quarter in his back pocket and so I was so embarrassed I graduated high school still not knowing what football was like how football I performed at football games I performed during halftime I performed during pregame but you could not ask me how football was I looked at the little time clock in the middle of the field and saw that our number was higher than the other team and I was like here we go (laughs) I had no idea what they were doing I just knew in one moment when they were running to get a touchdown, we played music to cheer them on and that was it. And we spun and we danced and we had our dance line. I was like, that's literally all I knew is to watch the band director and watch the game and figure out where's everybody at. But that's it. So for the longest time, I had no idea what a quarterback was. So, Hey, don't feel bad about that. I was in the marching band and I so smart that we scored a touchdown and I said, oh, home run. <laughs> and then, you know. That... <laughs> so <laughs> You have to understand, though, our worst time of football year was band camp. Yeah. That was the worst time because it was yeah. in the middle of July and it was hot. Yes. And sun on blacktop. Like, we didn't even get to practice on the field. We had to sit in the parking lot. And so you have the beating heat coming off yes. the parking lot. Yes. And then there's like that one time at band camp. I was like, there wasn't a one time at band camp. It's miserable. <laughs> it yeah. Yes, it has its moments when you have to run those bleachers. Well, we had to run bleachers with our instruments. Yeah. So if you're a bass player, you had to run with your horn. If you were a drummer, you had to run with your drum. It was nuts. So I definitely feel you on that. A rifle and saber and a flag and a baton. So we can't really run with those. So no. We can't run with our equipment. But we always was hated by the band people because they had to carry the instruments and the drums and the snares and all this other stuff. So I felt so bad. I'm like over here going, this is miserable. And they're like, you have no idea. No idea. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Awesome, man. I love it. What about you, Nate? Uh, Well, I've been a football fan since day one. Uh, I never really played the game, but I just grew up watching the game. Uh, Ever since I was little and as far as I can remember, it's always been college for Ohio State for college and Cincinnati Bengals for NFL. And growing up in Ohio, um, those were the two mainstays throughout my entire life. Um, but as far as like the position that I chose, I've always been a defensive-minded guy. I, I want to stop the other team's offense from scoring. Um, the, the more I can stop the other team, the more I know our team has a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times um, it's not really like everybody's got their focus on the offense most of the time, but it's it's I think it's just as important for the defense to play well to help their team win. And you just can't keep scoring points and hoping that you're going to win and just because you scored more than the other team. You have to have a defense that plays too. And, and being a part of that defense, uh, a strong safety, um, I feel like I've got a big chance to help our team out, um, you know, get, uh, get the stops we need to, to help our offense out. Okay. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys can do. Um, 
Is there a particular team you guys are looking forward to facing more than others, or? Uh, can I start on this one? I mean, I don't even know the schedule, so. <laughs> well, we can go. Well, yeah, well, I'll. I'll uh, you can go first. Yeah, I'll like. Yeah, yeah she, she's gonna pull up the schedule while I start. <laughs> no, you good. <laughs> uh, week one, Louisiana. I mean, yes. that second playoff game that we played against them just left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, everybody knows the history that that's there between you know our coach and one of their players. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, it, and I I join with our coach in that same disdain. You know, there were some times during the game that that I probably should have bit my tongue a little bit in chat, but you know, uh, it's starting to get a little bit of a rivalry going there. I think. Uh, at least for me, um, between us and Louisiana. And uh, I think the key to that game is going to be stopping Reggie Streeter. Uh, he just went off on us that playoff game that they played against us uh, the second playoff week. And if we can stop him, find a way to contain him and maybe only let him gain a couple yards of play uh, on average, um, I think that'll give us a really good chance. It'll make them one-dimensional. I know Pickler is, is another one of their stars, but I think if we can make them one-dimensional, um, we have, we give ourselves a better chance to win that game. So I'm looking forward to that very first week. Yeah, I can understand that because for a while we tried something different with our playbooks and tried to utilize our running back a lot more, um, DJ, and people caught on to that. And yeah. you saw how it ended. So... <laughs> you know, you got to make sure you change it up. So if they decide they want to run with Reggie, all right, you better be ready. <laughs> what about you, Kendra? Um, I would have to say the second game. I didn't realize we play Atlanta. So that's going to be, that's, I think, going to be our hardest game. And I hate to give them, like, I hate to feel like you're. I'm not giving our team credit, but they know me. <laughs> they know, like, what I can do. So I think their team is going to be prepared for us. I honestly, and Andy can be mad, but I honestly think Atlanta is going to take that game. Think so? I hey. think so. Hey, everybody is entitled to their opinion. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, it's, it's going to be a bit bittersweet game because that was my home team before. But I honestly, I have to give Atlanta... Yeah. complete just they're going to take that game do i think it's going to be a big difference well, i think it's going to be a decent but it's not going to be a close game with them yeah well i know vancouver had a few 40 burgers last season you know they had a few yeah. of them i think one of them was against us go ahead as far as atlanta uh Andy and Coco is going to have to do some extra preparation for that game for that yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, of course, like she said, Atlanta knows what Kendrick can do on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've seen her play against the very same Vancouver team that they're going up against in, in this season. Mm-hmm. You know, second time we're facing each other. So they know what she can bring to the table. Um, I can I can see them trying to double team her on the outside. Um but that being said, if we can get Redford going and we can get a few catches to Killian as well, uh, BK, it's 
I think it's going to be a lot closer than most people think. Um, but I still will disagree on this one because I think yeah. Vancouver is going to just pull ahead and, and win that one. I mean, but like you said, they've played them already. So mm-hmm. I think Atlanta's going to come back for vengeance. Yeah. They're good because we like we lost you guys last year Mm -hmm. and so and that was a big game too that we lost and so they're gonna come back and they're gonna eat us alive oh i can't wait i can't wait to see this one come on week two (laughs) remember i think it's gonna be a revenge game for atlanta too because they were up by multiple scores in that first half of that playoff game Mm -hmm. um you know they were they had 20 i think and we only had three uh in that interception uh that maddox had heading into halftime really really started to change momentum in our favor and we just picked up in the third quarter and went from there and, and that 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 many points in that short amount of time scored by us uh, it didn't sit well at all with atlanta like i can tell in the chat that it didn't sit well with them even her sitting right there next to me she was getting frustrated uh so they're gonna definitely i agree they're gonna definitely be ready to play that game they do have the the current sitting um offensive rookie of the year uh brian dynasty um he's gonna be sophomore season in the league with the same team He's going to be ready to show the league what he has in this first couple of weeks of the season. And he's still got two veterans on the outside that he can throw the ball to. Yeah. Uh, so our, our secondary, our defense, um, if we can get some pressure on him, our, our D-line, we're just going to have to be ready all the way around to, to get ready to, to face him in that game. Yeah, it's going to be – I think there there isn't going to be one team that – has a perfect record this year. I'm thinking you're, you're, every team is going to take an L at some point because everybody's just getting better. Everybody's progressing. Everybody is, you know, adding members to their team that is adding value to the build of the team. So, yeah, it's going to be some great games. I'm looking forward to all of them. Um, last question for both of you is where do you see yourself in one year? Normally I do five years. <clears throat> but i just kind of breaking it down to one year's time in life and in the SFL. And I'll start with you first, Kendra. Hmm. I don't know. My in one year for my personal, I should already yeah, because I only have a few more months. I have a few more months of probation with my new job, and then I'll be done with probation. So I am hoping in one year, thinking about grad school. I haven't decided. It's been on my radar, but then I was like, mm, I'm going to put it off. Or at least finishing my ASL interpreter. Because um, I've taken all the ASL classes. I just have to take like the interpreter classes and then I could get my certificate. So it's either figuring out, I probably will go for in one year, probably my ASL interpreter license. Um, so what is that? So ASL is American Sign Language. And so in college, I did ASL as my foreign language and then wanted to do my interpreter license, but I had art, like I was already at the end of my bachelor's. So I was like, eh, I'll come back and do it. And so I still stay in touch with a lot of my instructors I had for ASL. Um, so it'll be easy to like move on in. Um, 
So I think probably in one year, finishing my interpreter license for ASL. Awesome. Um, for SFL, I don't know. I tell people I take it one day at a time. Like I don't, I've got to find where I fit in and where I can spread my wings. So I really don't know. That's fair. That's a story to tell in a year or so. That's fair. That's two seasons. So that's this season and yeah. next season. So I got you. I'm gonna come back to you on that. After the end of the season, we're gonna find out where you stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nate? So in life, um, I should be graduated from Wright State with my bachelor's in, in May of 2022. Um, and uh, still, you know, maintain the same government job at, at a local city here at utility billing. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as SFL, um, just maintaining where I'm at with Vancouver. Um, I told Andy I was going to be loyal to him for multiple seasons. Um, I, I'm just planning on staying true to that word. Um, and uh, hopefully by the end of second season, uh, so it'd be season 17, by the end of that season, I'm hoping to, you know, he said this season, we'll see how the second strong safety goes, maybe moving up to uh, another position that's more on the field a lot more often uh, on defense. So we'll see what position or what what that'll bring when the time comes. But I'm hoping to have a major, major impact for Vancouver on our defense at, at the end of, by the end of the second, or by the end of season 17. What are you getting a bachelor's in? Account, uh, accountancy. Okay. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> Which I have to say, our competitiveness as a couple is off the charts. Is off the charts. Because here's where I like I give him kudos for even finishing his bachelor's. I I was very supportive, told him he needed to. Um, it's hard to get through life without a college degree if you want to be fluffed in finance, is what I use. Not rich, fluff because rich is not even a realistic goal, it's fluff. Right. Uh, so when I, when he started his government job for a local city, his wife had already obtained a government job for the county. So he had wanted to compete and got a government job as well. <laughs> so that right there is competitive. <laughs> I had already had the government job. <laughs> Then it turned into, I finished my bachelor's last year. Yeah, because I finished it during COVID. Um, COVID had hit in March and I graduated in May. So um, I finished my bachelor's and now he's finishing his. What he has above me, and I will, I will admit that he won this competition. He had gotten, or he has received his like career job of, in the government before he graduated. I got mine a month before I graduated. He obviously got it two semesters before he graduated. So I'll give him that credit. <laughs> he obtained it before graduation. And then we both started a Weight Watchers program. And okay. so I give him kudos. He's been doing good. Um, the reason why he joined this Weight Watchers program, and I'm going to embarrass you for a moment. I started the Weight Watchers program and I came home eating celery sticks and freaking salads and chicken and he sits down next to me while we're eating dinner 
and has stopped at a local restaurant and sits right beside me and goes, do you mind if I eat this? As he's already piling it in his mouth. And mind you, it was one of those KFC famous bowls that has chicken and cheese and potatoes. potatoes. And, <laughs> and he's just looking at me like, do you mind if I eat this? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to kill you. And so I think after like the second day of him bringing home like fast food restaurant, I, I will tell you, I stood in the doorway of the front door and I said, for me to succeed in this weight loss program, you gotta give something up. I said, I can't do this. I cannot. I said, you're stressing me out. You're always sitting down with all this good food, <laughs> not really healthy, but like what I want. And <laughs> you're just eating like a rabbit and you're like, oh, to eat. I'm like, really? So he joined the Weight Watch program because finally I just, I, I had snapped and I was like, you gotta do something. I can't do this. I can't succeed if you're not helping. And so started it. I will give you how many, how many pounds have you lost? Uh, 20, no, what is it now? 23 pounds now? Nice. Nice. Not anywhere close to your 40. No. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. I am very competitive. So I go running and I exercise, not like someone that's here. Um, and I also eat better, I would say. I won't say yeah. I eat the best, but I eat no. better, better than him. Like I'm okay with like the fat-free cheese and like the light ranch and the light orange juice. And he's over here going, no, I'll eat it, but I really don't want to. <laughs> Or he'll come home and for Weight Watchers, they're with points instead of calories. And so he'll be like, oh, I'm like negative 15 points over here. And I'm like, how can you do that? How can you be negative? You're not eating or? He, he, the stuff that he eats isn't the healthiest. So it uses a lot more points where I'm mm. over here eating like multiple small meals. It stays in my point value. But I'm so proud of him, though. He signed up for his first 5K race this year. So we'll see. Oh, great. I have a living husband by then. Um, <laughs> we already got a well planned, and we're all good on that just in case. Because he has never ran before. So I was a little nervous. Um, but I'm going to go and support him because his race is on Friday and mine's on Saturday. Oh, so man. I also joke with him if his wife's going to be alive after her race because his wife decided to be like overachiever mode over here. Like always, I'm always overachiever to sign up for a half marathon this year. So we'll see if I'm alive by the end of the race. Oh, both of you are. Listen, I, are, you, are you training? Like, are you guys, you running? Are you training? Okay. I heard you say you're running. <laughs> so I, I haven't, I haven't started running yet. But um, hopefully it won't give me or take me too long to pick it back up again. Um, being in the Army uh, from 11 to 17, I did have to run for PT tests. Right. I wasn't doing so well. Towards the end there, I wasn't doing so well on it. But I haven't really ran in four years. So uh, I'm going to have to do a lot of training, uh, even for the 5K, uh, to, to even think about doing well um, on it, so. I told him his goal for his 5K is one to finish, but two to beat my time. And I'm only 5'1". 
this dude's a lot more taller than me. And so he's got, you've got like 10 inches on me. Yeah, so he should be able to finish the race quicker than I did. So he's got 30 minutes to finish that 5K because that's how long it took me to run my 5K. And so um, I told him that's, um, that's his two goals. I don't care your time, just be better than 30 minutes and just finish. I don't want to have to come pick you up mid-race as you're like limping. So I was like, we'll do that. And then with my race to sign up for the half marathon, you have to like give them your time. And so you have to finish it before I think seven hours. And I was like, who's walking this? Like, why is it taking you seven Listen, hours? I would, I'd be walking this thing. I'm <laughs> walking the whole time. I actually is not running unless she has to, you hear me? <laughs> Even when I'm exercising, it's going to be a slow job. You understand? It's not going to be no so, and I told him my goal for this half marathon is to come home with feet not bleeding so much. <laughs> um, when I ran the 10K for the Air Force oh, Marathon, man. it had stormed while we were running. Uh -uh. And it rained. And so my shoes were squishy and was rubbing. And by the time I got home, I like sat on the couch and I was like, whew. This was a good workout. Like I'm wore out today. And then I took my shoes off and I noticed that the white color shoes were now pink and red. Mm. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And I took my sock off and realized my sock was red. And then all of a sudden pain hit right mm. there. And I was Honey. like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> and he's over here looking at me like, didn't it hurt when it happened? I was like, I didn't feel it. And now it hurts. And it was both feet too. Oh no. So I was like, oh, and it was, I had these big blisters on the back of my ankles where my shoe would just rub the, rub whole, the whole time. Day. Oh girl. And it was thunderstorming. He was volunteering. He was handing water out. So he texted me mid race. like. Uh, and I'm still running. Like they didn't stop the race for thunder. I was like, I'm still running. So we're all looking at each other like, um, what is going on? Like we're still running during this thunderstorm and they let us finish because we were so close to the, but in the middle of the race, it was very comical. Th like lightning hit and you could just see all the runners duck. No. So I told him, I was like, I'm so glad we're done. And they wrapped us in that like aluminum foil to like warm us up because it was right. so amazing. And it, it, I took a picture. I still have the picture. And I was like, look, I was dropped off by a UFO. <laughs> like, I'm done with you. I'm like, what? Because it was just, we were prepared for the aluminum foil. So I'm oh. running around going, aliens, aliens. I can't. So, and I mean, the stories of Wright Cat has aliens. And I was like, I wonder if this is where they got the aluminum foil. <laughs> Everybody's like, you're good to leave now. And I was like, I thought I was. Oh, Nate, man, how you doing, man? How you doing? Hey, I am good. I'm just living life and enjoying the dream, whichever, however you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, listen, this was, this was awesome. And Kendra, if you have that picture, I would like to go ahead and show it on the show if you can send it to me. Oh, when yeah, you wrapped up I the have that one. Yes, please. Oh, <laughs> but thank y'all both for being on the show. I really do appreciate your time. And y'all both invited to come back on whenever you want to. Um, my door is always open to you. But before I let you go, did you have any questions for me? Uh, how are you feeling about this season, season coming up and season 16 in Arizona? 
I'm feeling very positive about it because I've been watching our practices. Um, we got a little bit of help on offense as far as scouting is concerned. So I think we're going to be one of those teams that's going to go 8-4. There you go. Yeah. I like it. I and like playoffs. It. I, I know I know. Eddie's been big on uh, – oh, there it is. She's got the, <laughs> he's got the picture here. But uh, I know Eddie's been big on prepping this offseason. Yes. And, and I think he's really going to be prepared and come to the table this season ready to go. And uh, Baltimore is going to have their hands full on week one, I think. Um, they, they cannot take you guys lightly because if they do, it's, they're going to be in big trouble. They're going to learn. They're going to learn. learn. And the thing is, if that would be kind of like a, a measuring stick too for our season because we do have we have a, a lot of very difficult teams to play this season. However, everybody can be considered difficult in a sense. But um, starting off with the champs is definitely going to be a measuring stick for us. So we're going to do our best. You know, that's all we can do. Kendra, you got something for me? No, I mean we stay in touch a lot. So we do. I mean, we're like BFFs on the sidelines, so there's really nothing I've not asked. So, I mean, you're just kind of special. It's I'm sorry. Hey, I'm used to her roasting me all the time. It's all good. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank y'all so much for being on. And I cannot let you leave without giving you the last word. So, that could be a shout out, that can be a song, or that can be a point. Right now, the floor is yours. Yeah. You can do it. I can do it. Shout out to all the SFL people out there, man. Just uh, hey, uh, keep positive. You know, we got the vaccines coming out for COVID. Uh, keep your heads up. Live life one day at a time. Uh, things are definitely going to get better, and look forward to playing games in season sixteen and beyond. And, and that's it. Just keep going. All right, Kendra. I would have to give a shout out to all my BFFs. <laughs> We've got AJ and Dave and Tyler's new show. Yes. Oh, I and he's so funny too. Because the last, I think, two shows ago with Tyler, I was exhausted and I was trying to be supportive, and so I was like half dead on the pillow typing and like. <laughs> and Tyler, in the middle of Tyler's show, Tyler goes, Kendra, you need to go to bed. Go to bed. And I was like, I just wanted to be here. <laughs> and he's like, thanks for being here. So every time he sees me in chat, he goes, I hope you're not exhausted. And I was like, nope, not today. But I just, I want to be out there and supporting you guys. So I try. And then I felt bad. I missed Dave's show last week. And so he goes, I missed you. And I was like, crap. I did miss it. I was like, I promise I'll be at the next one. I there promise. you go. So I mean, he, every Tuesday and Thursday, you got two. Yeah. It's one there week. You so, you well, know. He had his week where he was sick. So That's I true. Just, like went in the back of my mind because I was like, oh, he's sick. Like, give him some time to rest and feel better. And so when it, his first show back, I was like, crap, I missed it. And I don't even know if I even have a good excuse on why I missed it. You were tired. You went to bed. I, yeah, I went to bed. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You're allowed to be tired, Kendra. You're allowed to go to sleep. Trust me, I have to tell myself the same thing. You actually, you can't just be going on, on you know, running on empty because it's going to catch up with you. You're going to sleep for 12 hours and wonder where all the time. So, yeah, it's cool, man. And we, yeah, like I really, said, yeah. I know Dave's going to watch this later probably, but it's okay. 
Uh, it's probably going to be his fault at the end of the day anyways that we missed the show because he was off for those, you know, a couple shows in a row and, and it was in the back of your mind. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's his fault for throwing us off. Yeah, but I shouldn't have forgot about him. We've been at every show since, so it's all good. There you go. And then, I mean, you, like I said, you miss one show, it's not the end of the world. And he understands, you know. I mean, it's the end of the world, just like if I got less than an A in college, it was the end of the world. <laughs> oh, and my. I can tell you that. Yeah. I believe I it. had a lot of breakdowns if I got a 90. 90% or an 89%. If it was 89, it was it was done. World got nuked and it was just over. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, that's that's why you have what you have now. Yeah. Because you pushed yourself to be, you know, above average, to, to be the number one, and which is a pro, which is important. Yes. Which Nate made the wrong decision when I would have my little meltdowns. Uh, it's not the end of the world. It'll be fine. And it's like, in whose world? <laughs> Not in Kendra's world. Kendra, Kendra's world's up here, not down here. It's oh my god! Like an inch. You know, you guys need your own show. I swear. Yes. Hey, we one day, we one of these days, we'll collaborate. There you go. I was going to do a show with you. <laughs> it's all about what? You're spending life with him. You might as well, right? I mean, uh, hey, we, okay. We I will have him as a, a person on my show. You're not on all my shows. Yeah. Gotta have the pretty person. Right. Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. So we gotta keep our competition alive. So maybe sure. we'll have a show and I can have mine or, you know, what have you. But we'll see what happens. Well, <laughs> either way, either way, AJ will be watching both of you because I love you both very much. She'll be on mine more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm gonna have to be on I hers. I already told AJ, I'm just gonna catch a flight and I'm just gonna go to AJ's house. There you go. I've already been planning this. I told Nate, I was like, I'm going to find a long weekend and I'm just going to fly to AJ. And AJ will pick me up. There you go. Just like Enterprise. Pick yep. you up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good one. You too. You Thanks too. for having us. Anytime, my dears. Anytime.